And welcome, everybody, to the 1201 Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Coach. Also got my co-host, Kane. What's up, everybody? Jake and Pringle. Uh, Hey, guys. We have a loaded panel here today. We got a loaded set of questions. Uh, Today, we're going to be recapping uh, a wild weekend in college football, and we're also going to be throwing in some NFL as well. So we're going to try and keep it all just football-minded today. Uh, Things may get a little crazy with something else. Who knows? It's a Monday. Um, So you'll all be hearing this tomorrow on your way to work on your Tuesday mornings. Uh, So might as well get it rolling. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. So I know it's a Monday. Uh, it's been kind of a slow start to the week for me. Uh, how about y'all? How's y'all's week been going? My week starts now of this podcast. What'd you say, Pringle? My week starts now of this podcast, Jacob. This is the start of my week. I'm ready to rock and roll. <laughs> I definitely understand that. Uh, Tyler, how about you? How was your week going? You know, it, it's it's good to be back up north. Um, had spent half the week last week down south. So it's good to be back home in the uh, 318. So what exactly do you do? Because, you know, I've known you for a couple of years now, and I think you're like some leaf expert uh, or firefighter. I'm not sure. So <laughs> what, what what do you do? What if I told you I was both? Wait, so you start the fires? He didn't start the fire. <laughs> All I know is I put them out. So you start it. I put it out. So you're a firefighter. Yeah, for wildfires. For wildfires. Yeah. Don't we have Smokey the Bear for that? Eh. <laughs> he doesn't know. Smokey feel, feel that a, uh, a costume bear could do your job just as well as you can. You know what? I'm his minion. I've accepted that. I'm cool with it. Okay. Uh, you like being second to a cartoon bear. I still don't know what you do, but I just know that you're a leaf expert. I help people get money to plant trees, and I put fires out. It sounds super lame. How does this affect the quail population? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It depends on what the landowners want to do. If they want to to plant. Are we now the the official quail podcast? Why not? I mean, I am the the quail king. You are the quail king. Here's a real crazy out there question for you, Tyler. Do you ever think a quail has started a fire? And how how, how would you handle the situation if that did happen? If a quail started a fire, because it seems like it'll be torn yeah, between believe, the two loyalties. I do believe that somewhere that a quail has started a fire. And you know what? All I got to say is uh, get shot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Jake, how about you? How's your week going? Just went for a run right before the podcast, so I can't feel my ankles. Uh, and also, our air unit is out, so I mean, I'm feeling great on a Monday. Oh, that's that's a great start. What'd you get on your? <laughs> what, what was your time? Uh, I think it was like a thirty-five, thirty-four. Is that good? Bad? It's not I mean, bad. I mean, it's good for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to tell everybody that back in May, I won a five k. Yeah, because uh, you were the only person who ran it. Doesn't matter. I still won. I was the only, I got first and second place that day. The only person in my age group still won. 
you get first, second, third, and lonely. That hurts. Facts. We don't have to talk about my love life. We didn't have to bring that up. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, it's kind of a good week to be a sports fan. Uh, really a good week for our show. Uh, I saw a tweet the other day from Joe Osborne, um, you know, at JTFOZ on Twitter. Uh, this was actually from Sunday. So, you know, just kind of the week in sports. Today we have the NFL, Monday, Monday Night Football, Tuesday World Series Game 1, RIP the Yankees. Uh, the NBA starts back on Tuesday. Wednesday, World Series Game 2, Thursday, Thursday Night Football, Friday, World Series Game 3, Saturday, World Series Game 4, and College Football, and Sunday, NFL, and World Series Game 5. Like, whoever put this schedule together, thank you. Thank you from all of us at 1201 Sports. The only thing that can make it better is if the Braves are still playing. But they've been done Can't you put that to rest? The only thing that will make it better if the Indians could somehow retroactively make it to the playoffs and then get to the series and win it. That's the only thing that will make it better in my eyes. Go try. <laughs> as, a, right. as a Red Sox fan, I still miss John Lester. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. Bring back, bring back Chipper. Welcome to 1201 Sports Podcast where we live in the past and we don't let it, things go. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get on with our show. We've got a loaded panel today. Uh, so fight, fight, fight for the old red and blue. The Tech Bulldogs finally get over the hump against Southern Miss. And I think we're all pretty excited. You know, just like I said last week uh, on one of our episodes where we're all big Tech graduates. Um, you know, we love Tech. Uh, we love our dogs. But I think the big question here is now, can they hold on to the top spot in the Conference USA West? Here's... Here's my uh, my dilemma with North Texas. It's going to be homecoming, and we all know, for better or worse, how us Tech fans are. Most of us are LSU fans first, and there's a game that's going to be kicking off about 30 minutes earlier than this game, and that's going to affect the crowd. Bam and LSU, that's going to dominate the day in this area, and the the fan Fans aren't going to be there for this game, and that's going to affect the outcome, I do believe. Um, I mean, I was at the the Southern Miss game, and my God, dude, the crowd was phenomenal. They were engaged from kickoff to it was four zeros. I mean, it was an awesome atmosphere. But I think the homecoming game, I think it's going to be a tremendous letdown as far as the fan output. And it's really kind of sad because, you know, the age-old joke that I've heard uh, you know, so far is whenever you see somebody wearing a tech shirt, they probably went to tech. Whenever you see somebody wearing an LSU shirt, they probably went to Walmart. I mean, I love that joke and it holds true. And I think it's going to be sad to see, you know, all these, you know, tech fans, you know, or, you know, quote unquote tech fans, these tech students, tech graduates, not at the game because of LSU Alabama. I mean, I understand it's a great game. I, I mean, we're probably going to be watching, keeping up with it as well. But I mean, that's you can't miss out on homecoming atmosphere like that. I mean, especially when you know Tech fans have really been challenged this year by uh, higher ups at the school to come out and support. You need that support, especially at a small school like what we have. And you know, and I, it's kind of one of those things I can't cast a stone because I'm probably going to be sitting on my couch watching both the Tech game and the LSU game with the cold beard in my hand, and I'm not going to be in the stands more than likely. 
Fair enough. Can't beat that. Uh, but, yeah, I think our biggest problem is going to be Mason Fine over there at North Texas. Uh, he's just a heck of a talent. Uh, and I was actually at the game last year uh, between North Texas. And, uh, and by the way, quick story about North Texas fans. I don't know if there's any of y'all listening out there, but that was some of the worst fan base. That was probably the worst fan base I've ever seen in my life. You know, I had my mom uh, call it a certain word that starts with a B that I'm not going to say over the air because then we have to add a little E, you know, by our name. And it, it was just ridiculous. You know, the whole time uh, I was just kind of sitting there like, man, this is bad. Um, you know, which was great because we ended up, you know, Meek Robertson, uh, you know, give him the Heisman, whatever. Uh, Speaking of Meek, uh, Meek Robertson, a, go ahead. This man had a freaking uh, hat trick on interceptions. He did. He laid the boomstick on a dude. He's a player. He, I think he broke the dude's spleen. I, I don't. I don't think he stays for senior year, though. To be honest, I don't. I don't think he does. His draft stock's pretty high. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be. You know, North Texas is going to be on a revenge tour, uh, so it'll definitely be interesting. Uh, Pringle, Jake, you guys want to weigh on this? Yeah, I just want to bring up that um, between the November 9th and November twenty third, Tech has a really tough stretch of games. They have North Texas at home. They have play at Marshall, and Marshall was. Uh, before the season started, they were picked to win uh, win the conference. And then they have uh, at UAB, November 23rd, which has kind of been a bugaboo for Tech the past two uh, two years. So it's going to be a really tough stretch, but they're all winnable games. Right now, the it seems the defense is really, is really carrying us. Our offense seems like it's kind of up and down. Some days it's good, some days it's bad. And you know, I'm uh, I'm going to go on record now and say that I don't think Jamar Smith is a very good quarterback, and he's kind of kept me away from uh, really – enjoying tech games the past few years but you know i'm gonna pull for the dogs but um it's gonna be tough for me to get pull away the lsu alabama game to go see tech north texas i mean it's like you said jake i mean jacob you know you've known me all my life you know i'm a diehard lsu fan i've always been not one of these walmart fans so this is true you know, you know and i've grown i've grown up following lsu and they've been you know been loyal to lsu pretty much all my life so it's kind of hard for me to choose lsu over tech even though i did go there so you know, I'm going to pull for them, of course, and I really want them to win, but, you know, I got to score the Tigers. Uh, and I don't blame you at all. Jake? I agree with Pringle on that stretch of games. We have North Texas at home and then back-to-back road games against Marshall and UAB. Uh, what's good for us is we have the tiebreaker over Southern Miss, but we're only one game ahead of both UAB and North Texas. On In that three-game stretch, Tech has to come away with two of the three. Uh, I honestly think they can do it. And if they can, I think they'll win the division. I'm I'm gonna say Tech wins the division. And I don't I don't think, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I mean, I I think you know we have a really good chance. You know, as long as the defense keeps playing like they're playing, you know, and if J Mark just continues to step up like he's been doing, I think we have a really good shot. I mean, even with the tough stretch of games, uh, you know, I, I think we have a really good shot. This may be a hot take, but I think I think Tech can go three for three. I mean, I, I, what I've seen so far, the progressions that I've seen with this team from from Texas, I don't think it's that far of a of a imagination to think that they could run the table and be a one loss team host the conference championship game. That'd be cool. I mean, can you imagine the Joe rocking for the conference USA championship game? Well, I guess it depends on who Dallas is playing that week. That is that is fair. <laughs> that is fair. So, you know, it kind of transitioned back into LSU. You know, we saw what they did a couple weekends ago to Florida. Uh, we saw him take care of business this past weekend. Uh, we saw Joe Burrow's butt. Uh, you know, like he said, there was going to be a full moon. Um, you know, but 
I think the biggest game that we kind of talked about just a little bit ago, LSU, Alabama, uh, does the loser of that game, you know, if we go all the way up to, you know, the end of the season, does the loser of that game get into the college football playoff with an 11 and one record? I think they have the fast track, but uh, it's going to really depend on how that game goes. If it's a close ball game, I think they've got a legitimate, a little claim to that. Um, if it's, if Alabama loses, I would be willing to bet you that they're almost guaranteed to still get in. If LSU loses, I don't know. It just depends on how how much craziness ensues. Because if we look at it, the month of November is stacked. There are a bunch of just marquee games all over the place. Pac-12, ACC, Big Ten, SEC, everywhere. The month of November is loaded with games. I think when we look at most likely outcomes here, I think Clemson, they're definitely not losing. They should be 13-0 and by the end of it all. When you look at the Big Ten, I'd say there's a very good chance that either Ohio State or Penn State comes out of the season with maximum one loss as the Big Ten champion because I think both of those teams could potentially take Wisconsin. In the Big 12, really all Oklahoma has to do is knock off Texas again. And then the winner of LSU-Alabama – I mean, I think we can all agree that they're most likely going to go 13-0 and as well because Georgia and Florida aren't as good as what maybe a lot of people thought they were at the beginning of the year. When you look at it, right. When you look at it, those four teams are locks, basically, for me personally, in the playoff. In the Pac-12, you have Oregon and Utah, who really had the best chance of sneaking into the playoff, but they're both ranked outside of the top 10, I want to say, right now. So it's going to be really hard for them to get in. I think the loser of this LSU-Alabama game, if things happen the way it seems most likely will happen, I don't think they get in. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Um, I'm going to say that it's going to depend how the game goes. If it's a close game uh, and LSU wins, then I think Alabama still has the clout to be able to get into the top four. But if LSU loses, and even if it's close, then I, I don't. I think they're going to be the odd man out and be pushed out. It's going to be hard to keep, but to, like Jake said, it's going to be hard to keep an undefeated Oklahoma, an undefeated Clemson, and a either undefeated Ohio State or undefeated Penn State out. And so it's it's possible, but it's going to be really tricky for them to both be able to make it. Well, here's the thing: we're all talking about Oklahoma being undefeated, like it's a for sure thing. They have to go to Waco. Baylor is a much improved team from last year. That is true. They still have to play Oklahoma State. Bedlam is always crazy. They have Iowa and State. who has been tricky for them. Iowa State. Iowa State, yeah. And then you still have the Big 12 Conference Championship game. There's four games right there that they can lose. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. But, you know, here's, here's my thing about it. And, uh, you know... Uh, just kind of tell a little story. I think LSU wins. Uh, you know, everybody that knows me knows that I hate LSU with a burning, raging passion because I'm a salty, bitter Arkansas Razorback fan. Big uh, sad. Big sad. Hashtag fire Chad Morris. Please, for the love of God, um, bring back Bobby. Um, so hurt. here's – no. <laughs> here's my thing. Um, you know, and shout out to my boy, uh, Cameron at Northwestern Mutual. Uh, so I signed up for 
you know, insurance the other day. And he told me this story. He said, if you have a machine that makes $50,000 a year, what is your number one goal? Obviously, to protect that machine. You need protection for it. And that's exactly what the media is doing for Alabama. If LSU wins that ballgame on November 9th, Alabama is still going to get into the college football playoff because of the bias that circles that entire school. Now, Logan, you're probably fuming at the bit because I'm saying this right now, but you know it's true. That call that had, you know, the call against Darrell Taylor, where, you know, that changed the entire ballgame. I don't care what anybody says, that changed the ballgame. That resets the downs for Alabama. Alabama marches down the field, they score again. You know, the way he got up where they said that, you know, the personal foul, necessary roughness, that's bullcrap. That's absolute garbage. Football right now is so soft. And, you know, the thing is, is we have to protect our quarterback. I get it. But with that, that was absolute garbage. And, you know, that really changed the dynamic of that game. I definitely feel like with Tua being out, Tennessee, if they kept executing like they were supposed like they were doing, I think they win that ballgame. I don't know if they win that ballgame, but they get to see their potential. They yeah. get to see how they truly stack up against a powerhouse team like Alabama. And you know, and we all joked at the beginning of the season when they lost to who Georgia State that Jeremy Pruitt's job, he's he's on the line. Right. And now look at them. They they were competing with Alabama. Blow for blow. And it was impressive. And all I gotta say is hashtag free Devin White. Yeah, I mean you know, it's just it just makes me up. It really upsets me that, you know, Alabama being as good as they are. Challenge them. Well, let them be challenged. They have not been challenged, you know, if because you have the media protecting them, you have the referees protect them because I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the SEC, uh, you know, Birmingham. headquarters is in Birmingham, correct? It's in Birmingham. OK, just, you know, making sure of that. It's it's ridiculous to me uh, how a team like Alabama needs to be protected by so many. Uh, so I definitely think Alabama gets in, whether or not they win or lose against LSU November 9th because of the bias of, you know, Bama being in, you know, the SEC. Bama being the moneymaker. You have to protect your moneymaker. Every conference has that team, whether it's Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, USC, I mean, every conference has it, but it seems like it's more prevalent in the SEC with Alabama. And all SEC fan bases are sick and tired of it. I mean, yeah, Alabama's head and shoulders than 90% of the league. But give give everybody a fair shake at it. So let's move on, Um, you know, because I I, I think people are just tired of us better SEC fans that aren't Alabama fans, you know, complaining – But you know it's true. You know it in your heart. Uh, But another team, P.J. Fleck, man, row the boat. Row the boat. Is Minnesota for real? I want to say so, uh, but I know the Big Ten is tough. But is Minnesota for real? And their first set in games was powder puff. It was. But they they have a very friendly Big Ten schedule. They don't play Ohio State. They catch Wisconsin at home, I believe. 
So I mean, they can lose one Big Ten school, and they control their own destiny. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, they like you said, they, they kind of struggled early on in the year uh, for a cupcake schedule. But in the last three games have been Big Ten matchups. They've outscored people – or they've outscored teams 116 to 31. That's, that's impressive. That's really impressive. It doesn't matter, you know, if it's a Rutgers or an Illinois – or not. Uh, yeah, an Illinois – uh, or Nebraska, it doesn't matter. Like that's a Big Ten matchup that means a little bit more. And for you to do that, 116 to 31, things are clicking in the right direction. I think they'll definitely be tested uh, once Penn State comes to town. Uh, but you know, I I, I kind of like the Golden Gophers, man. I want to say that yeah, they've won the past few weeks, but the I mean, I know you're saying that it, it's you know there's still Big Ten matchups, but. I mean, they beat they beat an Illinois team, which isn't very good. I mean, they just beat Wisconsin, but I so I guess we might need to reassess that. But hasn't really shown us well, much. They beat Wisconsin. They beat a Nebraska they, they team too. that hasn't gotten their offense together and hasn't been as good as we expect them to be before the season started. And a Rutgers team whose program is just in shambles right now. I mean, their coach got fired like two weeks ago, and they have a uh, their interim coach used to be an offense was the head coach at a high school who's his first year on the staff. And the thing is, they won these games. They're 7-0 right now, and they had these really close games against, you know, these we, what we think to be weaker opponents. But, I mean, they weren't – I mean, they – it wasn't – they needed a defensive stop or they needed to pull away late and pull some magic to be able to beat these teams. So, I don't think they're for real. They still have a really – they have a tough slate of games coming up. They have um, Maryland at home, which – who knows if Maryland's offense is going to do anything? It's we've seen it be explosive before. We've seen it not be. So you know, who knows? They have Penn State at home, and Penn State's a really good team. And I want to go on. I want to go ahead and say that next year Penn State's going to be loaded. They have a very young team. They're going to be one of the best teams in the country next year. They have a Floyd and Rosedale at Iowa, which is always tough. They have at Northwestern. So Northwestern is only one in six right now, I think. But I have an interesting stat for y'all. Northwestern's offense and S&P Plus is ranked 116th, and their defense is ranked 8th. This is a really tough defense. This is still a really tough defensive matchup for a Minnesota offense, which has kind of been hot and cold all year. And then they finish off the year at home against Wisconsin for Paul Bunyan's axe, but that's still a tough game against a really good team. So I don't think Minnesota's for real. I mean, I could definitely they could win out, but I, I think it's really unlikely. Put some respect on Minnesota. They beat an Illinois team that beat Wisconsin. They beat an Illinois team that gave Michigan all they could handle. And Michigan gave Penn State all they could handle. So I think I think Illinois, I think that's a, a better win than what we're giving it credit for. I'm definitely going to go on record and say I am not putting any respect on Minnesota. Their best win is against Purdue. That's before they lost their star wide receiver. Um, the other teams that they beat are absolute booty, and I definitely think they'll get exposed when they play Penn State, Iowa, and Wisconsin to end the year. I really like P.J. Fleck. I love what he's doing there. It's just it's not their time yet. Jake, I got 10 bucks that says you're wrong. We don't have a bet this year. Minnesota does have a history of doing this, too, where they start off really hot and they fade at the end of the year. So just keep that in mind. History's against them. Jake, I got ten bucks that says you're wrong. We don't have a bet this year. Ten bucks on which on which count that they won't be, that they'll beat Penn State, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Yes. 
or that they'll just beat one of those? I think they beat all three. All three? <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, I guess you're on. All right, there we go. You heard it here first, folks. Your that's, that's what we annual, call easy money. <laughs> your <laughs> annual bet from Jake and Jacob. Uh, Jacob, once again, might lose some money. <laughs> That'll be what, three years in a row? Uh, no, I was right on Baker Mayfield, and Jake knows it. Oh, yeah, Jacob swacked me on Baker Mayfield. Definitely. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, so I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> let's get into our pick'em. Uh, you know, we didn't have a guest picker last week. Uh, Jake, do you have the standings for us about, you know, you know who's in lead right now? I Not do. So, so through three weeks, uh, I have nine wins. Pringle has eight, and Tyler has seven. So we're actually really even here. I won the first two weeks. Pringle and Tyler both tied for the win this past week. It's staying really tight. Let's see how things shake up in the fourth week that we do this. I have no idea how I have eight wins. This is (laughs) – I'm shocked, honestly. I was thinking I had about five. All right, let's get into our first game. Uh, One of our favorites here at 12-1 Sports – Notre Dame at Michigan. Michigan led by the mighty Shea Patterson. They finally came to life a little bit uh, last week. Um, but Notre Dame at Michigan. Michigan, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to say Michigan wins, and they win it convincingly. The offense came alive in the second half against Penn State. You know, they look fairly anemic like they have all year in the first half. But, I mean, if this offense is for real and it stays, they roll Notre Dame. I think they win it by a touchdown. Um, and I think this line is very generous. So, I'm not convinced Michigan's offense is ever going to click. Uh, they looked pedestrian against Penn State. Um and I've heard that you know maybe it's a new system, a new guy coming in, uh, Josh Gaddis, so it might just take a few games to click, and it just looks like it's not going to happen. And Notre Dame's defense, they're still, they're still a really solid defensive unit, and they can push the ball down the field with Ian Book in small increments. I mean, it's death by a thousand paper cuts of that offense led by Ian Book, so I got to go I gotta go Notre Dame. Um, can't see the point spread. Two and a half. Oh, yeah. Two and a half? Oh, yeah, I'll definitely take Notre Dame. To- <laughs> All right, anytime, Jake. anytime you can get the better team and they're getting points, you got to take them. Um, until Harbaugh lets Les Miles stop calling plays and finally gets a decent <laughs> quarterback, I personally think Michigan will be nothing more than fourth fiddle in the Big Ten. I think Notre Dame wins outright. Easy take. Give me the two and a half points. All right, next can I game. point out to the viewers real oh, yeah. quick that um, before the season started, all of y'all picked Michigan to win the uh, Big Ten, and I was the only one that picked Ohio State, so I think I'm a genius. <laughs> no I took Ohio State. I will say that. So Jake and I are geniuses. <laughs> I mean, we do have, you know, the start and sit guy, and then, you know, the other guy. So, And then there's Jake and Yeah, that's true. We, we picked Michigan to win it, so you see how we're going. All right, next game we got up on the pick'em list. Uh, we have another Big Ten matchup. We have Wisconsin, who I think uh, had their complete downfall. They shattered last week against uh, Lovey Smith in Illinois. And then they're traveling to Ohio State. Ohio State is a 14-point favorite. I think Ohio State may be the most complete team in the nation. 
They're very dangerous. They may be the best team in the nation. They just haven't been tested yet. Let the record show that Tyler has set the most complete team in the nation for like seven different teams in the last three weeks. Surely one of them's going to hit. <laughs> um, but I also think that Wisconsin is going to be kind of on an FU tour. Um, I don't think they win this ball game, but I don't think they lose by 14. I think it's a three-point ball game, and I think Ohio State wins it. So this is going to be the real test to see how good this Ohio State team is. This is the best defense they've played so far in the schedule. And honestly, we can say that Wisconsin got caught looking ahead la- uh, last week against Illinois. So, trap um, game. Yeah, trap, trap game. It's, it, it's, it actually holds true. It usually holds true. So uh, if Wisconsin can slow the ball, if lo- Wisconsin can slow the ball and slow, slow down the ball and slow down the pace of play and still play south defense, if Jack Cohn can be on his game, if they can get Jonathan Taylor going on the ground, then they're not going to lose by 14. They'll probably lose by a touchdown. So I'm going to go Wisconsin. I'm going to go Wisconsin. I was really surprised when looking at the history of this rivalry. Wisconsin and Ohio State, since 2011, only one of their six meetings was decided by double digits. Going Ooh. into this, I know just looking at the line, I thought, man, Ohio State is really good this year. They'll definitely win by a lot. But I honestly think Wisconsin keeps it close like the other two guys. Um, Wisconsin has to win this game if they want to remain in control of their own destiny. I definitely think they don't. Uh, I'm going to agree with Tyler on this one, that Ohio State is probably the most complete team in college football, but they won't win it by double digits. I I think Wisconsin covers. All right, so moving into, I think, the biggest game, and I think, are we allowed to call it the 1201 Sports Game of the Week? Are we allowed to say that? Why not? Why not? Uh, I'm ahead here ready. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, just kind of spice up this little uh, game. Oh, Lord. Freshman quarterback Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers came in to Fayetteville uh, Saturday and, you know, completely wrecked shop. Um, but Bo Nix uh, added something for the media earlier today uh, to where he said that he played in the biggest game of his life already, and that was week one against Oregon in front of 100,000 fans. And he said that Death Valley will be nothing special. So with that being said... Auburn rolls in to Death Valley uh, at the LSU Tigers. LSU opens up as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. First off, rest in peace to this dude because he's going to die. <laughs> he played against Oregon with 100,000 people in the stands. He played pretty good in Kyle Field. He pissed himself in the swamp, and he was going to piss himself again with 104,000 Drunk Cajuns screaming death chants at him. LSU does not win by 12 and a half points. They win by seven points. So I'm taking the under on this. I for sure thought you were about to say they win by 70. I was was like, he is not going to go that far. But thank God you didn't. I mean, he did provide some bulletin board material. He did. Hey there, Bo. Just a message, you know, for me if you're out there listening, which you probably are. It's a pretty big podcast, but um, true. You know, you probably thought that uh, the swamp was no big deal too, and Florida kind of made you look silly out there, Bo. So, you know, you're you're probably going to have a good career. You're probably going to be a decent quarterback, and I know you're an Auburn guy through and through. Your dad played at Auburn, but look, man, 
your offense doesn't look that great against uh, against quality opponents. Really, you have you yourself have not looked that great against quality opponents. So, I just don't see a way you could you could score and keep up and match LSU's point totals. So, you know what? I'm gonna have to go LSU all the way. We are a pretty big podcast. We do have listeners, as we found out last week, in Greece. So, to our Greece follower. You're awesome. We love you. Oh, we have listeners in Going the 50s, Jacob. We're getting there. <laughs> we have them in the 50s, baby. Okay, so four of the last five games in Baton Rouge have been decided by double digits. I honestly would not have guessed that in the slightest. Um, and LSU has actually won them all by an average of 20 points. LSU, this is their best offense ever, and they're getting back their, th- their number three wide receiver, Terrace Marshall, for this game. There's a slight chance I might be at Tiger Stadium this weekend, so I look what? forward to I look forward to hopefully being one of the one of 102,000 giving Bo Nix hell in this game. I think LSU covers on a late touchdown. Jake, did you get a media pass? Are you going to be able to do a live interview or something? Fingers crossed, man. Hopefully, I can sneak by some of the uh, security. I think he got hired on the coaching <laughs> staff. I think he's like the quarterbacks coach now, right, Jake? Oh yeah, Joe Brady saw. Joe Brady saw me throw into the Marksville High School football field, and he's like, I got to have this guy. That's my guy. I love him. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? So you've actually just heard one half of our episode for today. Uh, I know we said in the beginning it was going to be college and NFL, but we just had so much information that we didn't want to compact it into one solid episode. So we're actually going to split it into two. Uh, which you'll hear later this week. We'll also have a fantasy episode later this week with Jake and Pringle. They'll be back on to join us. But we just wanted to kind of keep the information separate. So 12-1 Sports, home of the teasers. And just remember, even when we're wrong, we're always right. Peace. Thank you.